Next Talk contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630 The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today we're talking about attitude and body changes. And not ours, because we got a lot of attitude and body changes happening too. Our kids. You know... Our kids. <laughs> that that so reminds me of that show we did about the 40s and the body oh. changes in the 40s. There's a lot going on. But then at the same time, like for me, like I'm raging, raising teenagers and there's a and lot. And you're also raging. <laughs> I'm, ra- I'm raising and raging. <laughs> raising and raging. That's a good show That's idea. show title right there. Um, but, you know, I think all of us can relate to our kids' attitude, like the mm-hmm. eye roll, the sassiness, the I know better than you. <laughs> the temper. The temper, you know, however it comes out, um, our kids struggle with that. And I I do want to say before we even start this show, like your good kid is going to have attitude. Mm -hmm. Your good kid is going to have anger. Like that is part of learning to deal with your emotions. Absolutely. And so but we have to help them kind of navigate that. Yeah. And I think by talking about it and identifying it and remembering that we all experience it, it helps us to parent it because in the moment it can feel completely overwhelming and frustrating. Well, I love what one of our team members said. They're like, don't become 12 again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens sometimes. We see the eye roll or the attitude and we want to be like, oh, girl, don't you even, you know, like a 12 year old. We want to we want to mouth off, too. And that really doesn't help the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, It hurts the relationship and emotions just Tend to get worse and worse, you know, until you reach your boiling point. And so, like, how do we really navigate that? Because we can't just let it slide either, because we don't want our kids to think, okay, it's fine to behave this way. So, like, how do we really deal with that? Before we actually tackle how to handle the attitude with our tweens and teens, I'm thinking we should start with the body changes. Then we can kind of go back to the attitude because we can understand a little bit about that because it's a very visual change. I think that'll give us some empathy about what's happening with our kids in their brain also. I think so, too. And, you know, I remember, gosh, years ago when this was just starting to I was starting to see this little shift in my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one time she couldn't keep her focus. And I was like, where is my kid? Yeah. Like, where is? And I would get so frustrated with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was reading this book, and it just made sense to me. It's called Middle School, The Inside Story. That's okay. the name of the book. And they refer to something as what's called the bubble. Okay, so let me do a quote from the book, because this is so good, I think. Here's what the authors say about this. It's typical for middle schoolers to hear only the part of the story that applies to them. We like to call it the bubble. There are so many changes coming at them at once. They have to spend almost all of their time trying to figure out what's happening and what to do about it. Hmm. That's the bubble. 
So if it doesn't apply to them or doesn't have any relation to the bubble, they're really not even hearing it. Right. And then we get frustrated because they're not responding to the, I need you to clean your room in five minutes, you Mm -hmm. know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the attitude comes out and all of this escalates. So I actually, when my daughter, I think was in middle school and I was reading this book, I told her about it. Yeah. And I was like, how do you feel about that? Do you think the authors are right on that? And she was like, oh my gosh. She's like, we can be in a conversation and I'm thinking about something totally different. Yes. And she was like, that explains it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just like thinking about like my day or what I need to do or what I need to accomplish. Right. And honestly, like we can be so guilty of this. Absolutely. I don't know how many times my kids have been telling me a story and I'm thinking about a work issue. You know, I mean, like, seriously. Guilty as charged over here. We're all guilty, right? And so I start, we started calling it the bubble. And so it's actually become an inside joke. Here we are now. She's a junior in high school. Mm -hmm. Years later, and we still use it. Like, sometimes we'll be having a conversation and I won't say anything and I'll just be waiting for her to reply and she'll be like, I'm sorry, I'm in my bubble. (laughs) Like, it's our new thing, right? And so it's not that it's it's an excuse not to listen it's not that but I wanted her to recognize that she's disengaging from conversation and sometimes she's tuned out yeah and it's frustrating for me as a parent Mm -hmm. and likewise when I when she sees me doing that Mm -hmm. she calls me out on it too in a nice way like are you in your bubble like I'm trying to tell you something this is such a better version of how we do it at our house so much (laughs) nicer I want to hear your version well we were introduced to it differently I have a friend who has four boys Mm -hmm. and I remember she was getting ready to move and my kids you know I only had boys at the time little little baby uh, sissy and uh, she said I just need to leave you with this piece of advice and I was like okay you know I leaned in and she said you have boys just like me and I will tell you there's going to be times you're going to say things and you're going to think you said it maybe once twice three times and that they heard it but they don't like they're in their own world and she's like that's why you have to implement the eyes on me and I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you have to say eyes on me and wait till they make eye contact. You have to get down to their level. And when you're done saying it, say, tell me back. Tell me back what I just said. And I was like, okay, that seems like a lot of work. But her kids were older, you know, so I was like, I tucked it away. And I will tell you the last probably three or four years, you know, my oldest has certainly been into the tween world of fun times. Um, I say that so much. And he says it to me too. Like if I'm on my phone or something, he's like eyes on me, mom. And I'm like, like, oh, I need you to listen right now. Yes. And it's that same thing. You know, we're in our heads so easily. And it's, I thought it was a boy thing because my little one is a girl, but apparently it's just a tween thing or an adult thing. Just that needing to focus in on what's happening is hard to do. Well, and I think too, it just gives you an insight into their bodies are changing. Yeah. Um, you know, not only physically, but emotionally, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of different things going on and how easy it must be to go into the bubble. But yet oftentimes we see it as attitude or sass or tuning us out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I've recognized it, the less I've gotten irritated and we've actually been able to talk through it and sure. helped our relationship instead of damage it. Yeah. And, well, and you, when you can point it out in a moment and say, hey, I think I think you're in the bubble. And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's my kids. You know, and I'm like, eyes on me. And I'm like, hey, eyes on me. And then it's that moment where they're like, I don't mean to disrespect you. I really, I didn't hear you. And so it really does take away that tension that normally lives there. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that, um, you know, we're talking about like body changes. And I really want to kind of hone in on this because I did a lot of research for my first book talk. Um, about this 
about the changes that our kids go to when they hit puberty. And puberty can, you know, happen at different ages for different kids. Some develop way earlier. Um, You know, the average is age 11 in girls and 12 in boys. That's the average. So Mm -hmm. you could, they could do younger, they could be older than that, right? Um, But one of the things that I learned is that um, the prefrontal cortex, okay? So it is the part of your brain that deals with judgment, impulse control, Mm -hmm. like basically like decision making, right? Mm -hmm. That is not fully developed until they're in their mid-20s, right? Okay, so... This is what I found so interesting, though. Research suggests that there is a spurt of growth in that frontal cortex right before puberty. So you've got all these impulse control decision making areas of the brain. And then right before your body starts physically changing, you're going to have this rush of impulse stuff running through your brain. I mean, there's a surge in that Mm -hmm. right before puberty hits. So when our kids go through this, here they are, you know, they're in the middle of middle school, typically, or late elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, they're dealing with all this stuff and add to it stuff we didn't have, like social media, mm-hmm. cyberbullying that, you know, never shuts down. You're always Stay worried about okay. <laughs> <laughs> all the things, all the things. Um, you know, living through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you put all of that and you're like, I want to go to my bubble, too. Yeah. Like, I want to avoid and I want to just focus on one thing because it's too much. It's overwhelming. And I think when we see the big picture of that, we have we can have a little bit more empathy. Not that we let the attitude slide, not that we let it like be acceptable, you know, to be disrespectful. That's not what we're saying. Right. But that we can have an insight into their little brains and bodies and how they're developing and changing. And then it just makes us be like, okay, I have a little more grace for you. Well, and talk about it. I mean, that really, at the end of the day, to me, has been the greatest gift is being able to say, hey, here's what's happening in your brain. This is what it looks like. And this is what it's going to feel like. And my oldest, who I'd say we've been in that for about a year, he's an early developer, which parents, uh, our pediatrician said something that I would like to pass on when I was like, what do you mean he's developing early? And he's like, Kim, were you an early developer? And I said, yes, my husband and I both. Why do you ask? <laughs> he's like, well, because usually it runs in families. It, it seems like common sense, but you yes. have to really think I about it. I never really thought about it. And you have he's to think like, about it. Yes. And so he's like, you know, two, three years early is what you're looking at, just like it was for you and your husband, just like y'all have dry skin. But anyway, <laughs> it was that just, you know, helped me be more empathetic, like, oh, he really is in this season of life. But talking to him, like, this is what's happening. This is why it's happening. This is what's going to feel like. Now, as that's going on, there are times when he's like, mom, remember, remember when you said I was going to just be a crazy person and feel like I want to yell at everybody? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's what I feel like. I'm like, I get it. And remember, we talked about it. And it just puts you both on the same page. You know, yeah. empathy, yes, for your kid. But they have thankfulness that you get it, that you're not just like beating down the hammer because you're mad at their attitude, like you are willing to work with them. Well, and you got to know your kid, too. I mean, for me, and I, I think sometimes this this can be like said generally, you know, my boy, it's more anger mm-hmm. that it comes out. My girl is more attitude and sass. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how they present. Now, that doesn't always be the, 
is the case. Right. But I think you need to know your kid, too, and yeah. know how the all of this turmoil is coming out. Sure. Um, you know, we, we've we talked about, like, the brain development, and that those are things that you, like, don't see. Yeah. But there's lots of body changes that are happening that they're, they're seeing, and sure. it's hard to process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, girls, period, breast buds, like, you got to start talking to them about routine maintenance, shaving, like, all the kind of things, you know, that you have to have conversations about with your girl. Um, I've written about this in my book when I when I cover um, this body change thing. And then boys too, you know, you do have to talk about and you do have to recognize the the wet dreams, um, the erections, the um, the masturbation. Like, and we did a show on that. Yep. Like, we have a masturbation show, and I've had so many parents reach out to me and be like, "Oh my gosh, it's been so helpful." Yeah, because if you listen to that show, we don't tell you how to how to have the conversations we say these are some options on how you could do mm-hmm. like you do what's right for your family sure um but i think that that's something a lot of people don't talk about that we need to it's, there's a lot of people that can't even say the word yeah so i think unfortunately if we can't say the words and talk to our kids as we've always said then someone else will if you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is sponsored in part by Pax Financial Group and listeners just like you. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. There's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USAA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's PAX Financial Group. 210-881-5700, paxfinancialgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through PAX Financial Group. If you're just now tuning in, we've been talking about some natural body changes our tweens and teens go through. Hopefully that allows us to have some empathy. You know, their bodies are changing rapidly. And so you can imagine how hard that is for them to process. And in the middle of all that, your kid is going to have attitude. You, you, all of us think we have a great kid because we do. We have great kids, but they're human and they're going to struggle. And it's important to recognize that. Yeah, and I think, you know, when this creeps up, what I have really learned to do is really press into the Holy Spirit. And I know that sounds a little Christian-y, but, you know, like really walking with balance. Many times I feel myself just, it happens, and it's like, okay, zip it. I'm not going to respond right now. I'm going to let this go. And then circling back, you know, Mm -hmm. when the timing is right, Mm -hmm. within later in the day or whatever, Hey, I noticed this. Mm-hmm. I noticed you had a little attitude. Are you doing okay? Like, mm-hmm. is there anything you need to talk about? Yeah. You know, and so I'm kind of pointing out, hey, this really isn't acceptable. Um, how can I help you? Like, yeah. how are you struggling? That has worked really well. It's a non confrontive way to confront the situation, you know, that they don't feel attacked. Absolutely. Um, I know when they were little, too. I don't do this as much anymore now that they're older. Um, But when they were little, I would say, hey, you know, would you talk to a teacher like that? Mm -hmm. You know, please, please don't talk to your parents like that. Or like, it's not okay. I know this is your safe place and I know you're comfortable, but that doesn't give you a free pass kind of thing. Yes, we say that a lot. I even just the other day, um, one of my kiddos was having a really tough day, like, whoa. 
And um, they walked into the room and I said, I'm really struggling with your attitude today. And I was just honest because I was. I was like hitting a wall and I didn't want to say anything terrible. And they were able to say, well, I'm struggling with your attitude today, too. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it would have been easy for me. The honesty of a child. Yes. (laughs) And I just started laughing and I was like, well, what do you mean? And we were able to talk it through. And there were some good points, you know, both of us. And I was able to help that kid really deal with what was the struggle. And I think sometimes just being honest, like, wow, this is this is hard, what we're, we're talking about right now, helps kids open up. Well, and I think, you know, just being able to walk calmly more in that Holy Spirit yeah. comes from understanding what their little bodies are going through. Mm-hmm. You know, it just helps me um, have grace more. Um, I know that for me, you know, one time, and I distinctly remember it, um, my daughter, it was years ago, um, she was getting a little snippy. And I said to her real calmly, um, you know what, like, right now, I want to yell at you and tell you how much your attitude hurts me. But I'm not going to. Yeah. Because James one nineteen tells us be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. So as much as I'm getting angry with you right now for how you're talking to me, I'm going to really try and model this. Yeah. Um, And I remember she kind of looked at me at first, like, what? (laughs) And then she just started like laughing. And it was just this moment where she was like, thank you. Like, thank you for having restraint. Mm -hmm. And so that opened up a whole lot of conversations about teaching her to how how to have restraint. Mm -hmm. And so I say that because like we have to be the model. And when we actually are the model, they pick up on it. And then they learn to like model restraint when they want to scream. You know, I give my kids permission to say to me, you know, like, I want to yell right now. I want to have attitude, but I'm not going to. Uh, and these are the reasons why. Yeah. You know, because to me that they're they're able to communicate to me that they're getting ready to lose it, but they're not losing it. To me, that is a lot about self-control. And I think it's yes. very healthy for them. Well, and just being able to say it sometimes is enough. Yeah. We all just want to be heard. So I think that is it. And it's so important to you that they're modeling what they see, which basically falls on us first, because in your house, if you have more than one kid like we do or like you do. Our older siblings, you know, they're modeling for the younger ones. And I can see the yeah. the struggles of my older ones. My younger ones have the same ones because they're picking up on it. And so it's just so important from the top down, just like management, that we're setting a good example. It's so true. It is so true. We have a team member and she says, and I love this. She's like tweens and teens have feelings in HD. Yes, and I that's love so true. Th- I love that because it, it just kind of molds into everything we're talking about. Everything seems, you know, they're living in that bubble. Everything seems so big, yeah. you know, in the moment. And we don't want to dismiss their feelings. Absolutely not. Like we want to acknowledge them and help them identify them. But at the same time, we want them to understand, okay, look, let's take a step back. It's okay. Like, let's breathe for a minute. Yeah, I love that. That is a very good visual. I I also want to throw in here, um, sometimes with little kids, and I know we've all done it and we've all seen it, when they're sassy, we think it's cute. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up, Kim. Well, because when you got a two-year-old, like, rolling their head and wagging their finger and being sassy or rude... You're so surprised by it that somehow that equals like, it's adorable. And you're like, there's my little three-nager. Yes. Look how, like, what am I doing? But then they feed off that. Well, not only do they feed off it, 
you're encouraging it for years and years. And then suddenly you're like, oh, wait, no. Oh, no, you can't act like that. Well, how is that fair? If for years they've been praised and encouraged and told like how cute and wonderful it is. And then one day you just decide you don't like it. That's not fair. That is, I'm so glad you brought this up. Well, because my little girl. It's um, like a bait and switch kind of thing. Yes. Like do this behavior and then all of a sudden, no. Yeah, I noticed it with my little girl. She is so sweet, but she will say these funny things that are super sassy and will like crack up. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's not okay. (laughs) You know, if you were like a couple years older, I would be like putting you in time out. So it made me think about that. Like, what kind of behavior are we actually encouraging? And is it really cute when someone's being kind of jerky? Absolutely. I think that is so important. And I love that you that you touched on that. (laughs) (laughs) Again, we see that this so many of these conversations and these foundational truths begin so early. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I know for me, when my kids were really little, it was just like survival mode to me. You know, you're not sleeping. You the world is on your shoulders. I mean, you have to feed them every meal. You have to bathe them. You have to brush their teeth like it's all the things. And um, it just can feel overwhelming. But if you really dig in and do some foundational stuff when they're little, man, it just makes it a little easier when they get older. Not that it's easy. You know, you're still going to have tough times. There's still going to be issues that you're going to have to deal with. But it just makes it a little bit easier. And I think that foresight of looking ahead to what does this look like? Okay, she's five now. But what does this look like when she's 15? Mm. Am I going to let this Mm -mm. get away? (laughs) Mm -mm. I'll be praying for you. And she's beautiful on top of it. So you are in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's just about noticing the changes of their body. Yes. Um, And noticing the changes of their attitude. But how can we help them navigate all of that? And we, we actually did a show about it. It was almost more out of for us as adults navigating the crazy of uh, emotions and feelings because it is crazy but we talked about how we need to model that for our kids i think this would be such a good show to listen to to kind of walk yourself through some of those reminders of how you're setting that example and how to teach it to your kids too well and the thing is you know feelings are real when they want to hit a wall or would they want to like explode you know, mm-hmm. that's a real feeling. Yeah. And what we don't want to do is teach them to like stuff that down inside and they're not allowed to, you know, like we don't want to shame them. Or dismiss the, them. Or dismiss them. Right. And so the way you approach attitude is is being able to hone in and say, you know, why, why do you want to yell at me? Or yeah. why are you talking with me like that? Like, mm-hmm. is there something going on? And then you can normally dig and there's something much deeper. You know, it's, I'm stressed about this or this kid is not being nice to me. And mm-hmm. you're getting the brunt of it because yeah. you're the safe place. Yes. I mean, we do this with our spouses all the time. Yes. We do this all the time with our spouses. They get the worst of us because mm-hmm. we're the safe place, right? Exactly. And so we need to just teach our kids. I know as my daughter has gotten older, you know, she's a junior now. And I have literally said to her, hey, I get it. You're stressed. You know, your body's changed. I get it. Like, I understand why you're frustrated and have attitude. But if I just let you carry on like this, like one day you're going to be married and you can't just treat your husband like crap every day because you're having a bad day. Right. Like, you've got to learn this balance of when you're venting versus when you're crossing the line with like attitude and disrespect and being mean yeah you know and there is a balance there that they need to learn and that comes with that whole modeling and 
and a practice of recognizing those changes that are happening emotionally, whether it's our tweens, our teens, or even as adults. Like we said, we did that show on going through menopause. There's a lot of changes emotionally. Oh, and, girl. Yes. And me- Let me just plug this. Men- pre-menopause during COVID? Oh, like every woman. <laughs> I'm having a hot flash right now. Survives like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, women... 40s that are going through this stuff y'all are saints <laughs> like we're i mean seriously you got to give yourself a pat on the back yes even if you're crying every day <laughs> with hot flashes like, some tissues with that pat but my, my husband's like when is the ac bill going to go down i'm like well these hot flashes like don't count on any time get soon, over it brother. get over the bill <laughs> i need it to survive right now yes look i'm like sweating i'm sweating but i mean the point being that our whole lives are about changes and we can model that so well for our kid that all those feelings are real but we don't have to vomit them on people and if we can recognize them and if we can express them in a way that creates a safe place to process it or a safe place to step away from it man we're doing them such a favor especially during those teen and tween years when everything's so crazy it is a continual conversation once again yeah that's what we always come back to with all of these topics it's a continual conversation one that you can start so early And we would just say, you know, also, if you have handled attitude bad with your kid, like circle back and apologize. It goes a long way with your kids. And you can say, hey, I'm not saying that what you did was acceptable, but my response was kind of over the top. And we need to talk about that. Like, I don't know how many times I've said that to my kids, you know, like remember how that made you feel because it was bad. What you did was (laughs) wrong. But what I did was more wrong. Like I was the adult. I should have handled it better. So let's talk about this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Kids love that. They sure do. Kids love when you admit your mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. So for our wrap up segment today, let's remember one body changes are real. Tweens and teens deserve some empathy for their hormones. Two, the prefrontal cortex of the brain doesn't fully develop until the mid-20s. This controls impulse control and decision-making, so give your kids some grace. And even though our teen's body is changing, attitude still needs to be addressed with a calm conversation. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?